This is a, a lesson that my kids and I have been working on all week. So the big sermon point is from Mackenzie, my five-year-old. I'm not kidding. But um, before I get into that, I mean, there's so many things. Everyone show me your bulletins. I just don't want to forget. Who has people in their life that are that you know are like maybe interested in Jesus, but don't yet follow him. Raise your hand. Come on, don't be shy. Whoa, that's like the whole church building. So that is all that Alpha is about. I'm not gonna show you the video. Stay after service. I'm gonna preach very short. Alpha, in a nutshell, is a 12-week experience going through the basics of Christianity, the person and work of the Holy Spirit, why the Bible's reliable, the love of the Father, I mean, almost everything Patty just shared in amazing video format that all it requires is hosts, everyone say hosts, and an environment that is welcoming and inviting for people to just seek. Not have to give all the answers, not have to prove the right. It is, it's built 169 nations, 29 plus million people have gone as seekers and Thousands, yet millions have come to faith in Jesus Christ through a simple little thing like Alpha. So we're going to launch one group, two, I don't know. That's why we have an info meeting after the service. So please come. It will only be a few minutes. You got my word. So that's Alpha. So we, we want to be a church that has a place for people to be invited to and then explore what Jesus is all about. If you agree, say amen. Not everyone understands who he is and what he's done. And so this is the point of Alpha. Amen. And uh, you can read, so I won't insult your intelligence anymore, but we'll be giving you an email again this week. So, the Bible verse. She said the word build. It was a perfect setup. I didn't know that. Luke chapter 6. Grab your Bibles. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. I love this teaching because Jesus is the best teacher in the world because he's simple but yet profound. If you agree, say amen. Amen. This is a very simple But it can be, it's a lifelong journey. How many know it's a lifelong journey? Verse 46 of chapter 6 of Luke. Very simple teaching. Very simple, but revolutionary. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me, hears my words, and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. You ready? They are like a man or a woman building a house who dug down deep. Someone say deep. And laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it. Come on, somebody. Because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man or a woman who built a house on the ground, Matthew tells us, on sand without a foundation. The moment, someone say the moment. Come on, someone say the moment. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed. And its destruction was complete. How many know we could go home? That is a very face-level, simple passage. If you agree, say amen. I love that. Now, it's on the heels of Luke's version of the Sermon on the Mount, because what are his ways? What are his teachings? You've got to go to Jesus. How many of us give Jesus a nod in our words 
but our hearts are not all that interested in actually following his ways. Is anyone going to be honest? Anyone but me be honest today? Many of us give the nod, Lord, Lord, but we're not all that interested in him tweaking our lives through his truth and by his spirit. But the difference in these two people is not that they don't go through hard times. Come on, somebody. How many know we all face hard times? You following Jesus was not your little exit into a la-la land where you don't have to overcome adversity. Come on, somebody, testify. How many know this story shows there's only two people kinds of people in the world and storms come for both? What's the difference? Very simple message today. The only difference is not even that both of them had heard about Jesus. How many know both of them heard his words? Come on, somebody. How many know even God's invisible qualities, his wisdom, Psalm 33, Romans chapter one, I won't go anymore, even his invisible qualities, there is truth permeated throughout the universe that reveals the glory and grandeur of God. That's why Paul says no one's without excuse. So it's not, the difference isn't that they don't go through storms. The difference isn't that, that one guy heard about Jesus' teaching and the other guy didn't. Come on, somebody. The only difference is those who hear and do something with what they hear. Simple enough. I will show you. This is our lesson all week with my kids. Guys, what's the difference? How do you build a life on the rock? If storms are going to come, difficulty, adversity, and the only categorical difference between two types of people who everyone's building something towards some end with some aim and some goal with some vision of the kingdom, some vision of the good life. Patty already shared the predominant vision of culture. I told my kids, what is it? Those who come to Jesus. Come on, someone say, come to Jesus. Jesus. Hear what he says and do what he says. Sorry, you, I mean, I'm getting the seminar, I'm getting the degree, but I'm telling you, it doesn't get more complicated than that. Come on, somebody. Now, I can learn Greek. I can learn the historicity of buildings in ancient Palestinian first century Roman culture. I can get all the exegetical brilliance and all these are big Bible words. I can do hermeneutics upside down and inside out. But did you know that you will never advance past coming to him, hearing him, and then practicing what he says? You will never graduate past that with 10 degrees, a PhD. It's always about coming to him. Hearing what he's saying and what he has said through his word and by his spirit, what he's saying currently from his throne, and then say, okay, God, what you say, what you do, I'm going to practice it. Come on, how many know no one is born into being just brilliant at performing all that Jesus said and did? It takes practice. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, take a breath. It takes practice, bro, or sis. The only categorical difference is not that one group, one guy never had to overcome a storm. It's not that one group had better access to hearing and was on the front row instead of the back row. The only difference is what they did with what they heard. How many of us could right now just humbly say, man, this is a make or break for me. I have heard sermons my whole life. I have heard teachings, podcasts, worship things. But when Jesus starts talking to me about that area, I close off. And did you know at that moment, you're not digging down deep to lay a foundation that can help your house stand in the storm that may be coming. You're choosing to build on shaky ground that cannot withstand the shaking and the trials that come with life. 
so comes to me. How many know that Jesus' heart leaps? Listen, if my heart leaps when I hear my little Benjamin wake up at around 6.37 every morning, what do you think God's heart does when we turn our hearts toward him? I'll try over here. (laughs) After I make my coffee in the morning and I get to have my devotions and I encounter God's love and I do what Patty just said, I just set before the Lord, I open the scriptures, I open my journal. When I hear Benjamin start talking about choo-choo trains up in his crib in the northwest corner of my house, my heart leaps because I'm going to go plaster him with kisses and a hug of a father. What do you think God's heart does if I am imperfect and weak as a father does every time you set your heart to come to him? Every single time you take what you, your attention, your affection, your efforts, your resources, you say, Jesus, I want to come to you. I'm convinced that he lets us experience flickers of his heart that pale in comparison to the reality of his heart. Every time you think about him, that wasn't your idea to think about him. He put it in your heart. Every time you say, you know what? I'm not going to wallow in my mess. I'm not going to wallow in my bad habit or my sin or my difficulty. I'm going to come to Jesus. How many know he does not need you to clean your stuff up before he cleans you? What are they like? Those who build their house, they come to me. How many know that God in Christ is favorably disposed to all of creation? He is not on his throne with a grumpy, folded arm. God in Christ shows the posture of God's heart, arms stretched out, longing for you to come in whatever state you're in. Come on, that's good preaching. Come to me. Come to me who? All of you who have your act together. Come to me, all of you who are weary. Does that hit anybody today? Is anybody weary today? Come to me. Those who come to me. How many know coming to him is about 99% of the battle? Because many of us live under the illusion that this world revolves around us. Our life is all that there is. And so we seldom turn our attention and come to him. But did you know that if you come to him and you posture yourself to listen, he will show you how to live a life of consequence, of significance, purpose, and eternal meaning. Did you know that? Did you know that the life he wants to stuff you with is not temporary life? It's life of the age to come, life to the full. The life he wants us to come to him to receive, to hear about, to see modeled and exemplified through Jesus' life and then stuffed in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to come to him to worship, to behold, to receive, to learn how to be human, how to be compassionate, humble, loving, powerful, how to know who God is, how to know how to be in the world. He can basically teach us everything because he's the perfect human. Come to me, no matter your state, and then have the posture of a listener, of a student, a disciple. Come on, someone say disciple. It's used almost 300 times in the New Testament, and all it means is a student, a learner. Did you know that when you said yes to following Jesus after he's been pursuing you from before you were born, you became a student of Jesus? Did you know that? So we come to him, come to me, say come to him, hear what he says, I don't have time to talk about this, but how do we hear what God says? Come on, list them off for me. Read the word. Read the word? Yeah. Everyone know what we, mean, what we mean by the word, the Bible? Hold up your Bible, your smartphone. We have unprecedented access to the word of God. Did you understand that? It's unbelievable. 
the access we have to hearing him through his word. How else does God speak today? The Holy Spirit. Come on, how many know the Holy Spirit's a person with a personality and a will and an agenda? He's a person. Did you know you can know God? The only way you can even know God is through the person of the Holy Spirit. How else can we hear God? Through the church, the body. Did you know God speaks through people all around you all the time if you have ears to hear? Did you know that? Did you know that that's why we are so, it's all over your bulletin about community groups and gathering. I don't care if it's a group of 20 or a group of two. You need the person next to you and the person behind and in front of you because God speaks through them all the time. Did you know that? Many of us get off track because we do not submit to the reality that God speaks through his people and so we need each other. He speaks through creations, dreams, visions, angels. He speaks... Did you know that he's just a stinking communicator? Uh, that's all I got to say about that. So come to me. Is he grumpy? Is he mad? No, his arms are open wide. Look at Jesus. Hear, how do I hear? I just listed six ways. Just, amen? Just shake your head at me. And then puts them into practice. Did you know it takes practice? Come on, how many figured it out from day one? It's so funny. So um, if you've not noticed, I'm getting a lot stronger and more buff and <laughs> news to some of you. Um, a couple weeks ago, I went on a journey. I started trying to do push-ups. Should I do 10 to show you right? I'm not going to do it right now. No, that's way too embarrassing. After service in my office, I'll show you. Um, about two weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? I'm about to have my fourth kid, or my wife's about to have her fourth kid, and I'm going to be there to hold her hand. So, man, and my daughter's really, really cute. I got to start getting physically fit. I already run three or four days a week, but I'm noodle, noodle arm. I'm not strong. Don't feel bad for me. It's just true. Did you know day one of push-ups wasn't pretty? <laughs> by six. By six. <laughs> Come on, am I talking to anyone today about faith? <laughs> I did three sets of 20 two days ago. Of 20. <sighs> that's in two weeks. No, no, no. That's in two weeks of practicing. But how many know you can't take a day off? See, this is where many of us, we take three steps forward in the spirit and then we treat them like it's a holiday. We're busy doing our own thing. We wonder, where's our progress after all these years? Did you know every day he wants you to come to him? Every day he wants you to posture to hear him. And every day, no matter how weak it is, six push-ups, he wants you to put what he's saying into practice. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I was awkward. My wife thinks I have good form when I do push-ups. Come on, someone say, Chatty, it takes practice. It's not enough to hear. Someone say, it's not enough to hear. We've got to heed. I love that word. It's a mixture of words, hear and do. Heed. Heed. This is why we need each other. Did you know practice, is, it stinks no matter how you shape it. Come on, somebody. But how many know when you've got a brother, I just, I mean, we've been watching this documentary um, about a football team in Mississippi, and I mean, if you're going to run suicide sprints, it's better to do it with your team than alone. Can I get an amen? Because at least you can run by somebody that you're faster than and like that pride thing takes over. Am I talking to any guys here today? 
Did you know that we were not meant to practice alone, although alone and personal is a part of the journey, but we're meant to practice who Jesus is and what living a lifestyle that revolves around him looks like together. Everyone say together. Jesus invites us to follow and obey him. We're all building God made you and me to be builders. Did you know God made humanity to create culture, to shape cities, to shape the the experience of what it means to be a flourishing human being? It's deep in our bones. We are insatiable builders. But what this parable tells us, in your building, do not waste your life building something that when the first storm comes, it's going to collapse. Build a life on Jesus Christ. Build a life not upon your ways, but upon Yahweh, his ways. Jesus Christ wants us to dig deep. Why? He wants the place of our wants and our wishes, dreams and desires, cravings and convictions, ambitions and our appetites. He wants us to dig deep and in that place, he wants the truth of who he is to transform us from the inside out. He wants every single strand of our DNA permeated with the life of his spirit. He wants us to, to dig deep. He doesn't want you to be a surface Christian. He wants Christ to be formed in you from the inside out. Those of you who hear my words, puts them into practice and does what I say. The storm's coming to both. The storm comes to both. Can I get a witness? But your house does not have to crumble. How are you handling the storms and the shaking that are a part of your journey currently? What's the first thing or person that comes into your heart or your mind when difficulty is around the corner? The only difference in this parable is not that they didn't hear the great sermon or have the best worship band or have access to 85 Bible translations on their Bible app. It's those who, when they hear it, they say, I think Jesus has enough wisdom that that ought to probably influence my everyday life. My thinking, every part of my life, I want Jesus and his spirit to infuse every part of my life so that I can experience life as he designed it and intended it, not as I'm insatiably trying to build only to lose it around the next corner. He's more concerned with transforming you and I into his likeness And all of this transformation is tied to relationship. Did you know that you and I have access to a 24-7, 365 relationship with the creator? And Jesus wants to us individually and collectively at Cornerstone, he wants us to be a part of building something that will last forever. Come on, that will last forever. That is filled with old and young. That is filled with sons and daughters, mothers and fathers who together live a lifestyle of coming to Jesus, hearing Jesus, and then together practicing what he said and did. Jesus' radical offer of a new and abundant life is so embracing, so all-embracing, encompassing, 
We must resist ignoring his offer today to build a life, to build a house, to build friendships and marriages, businesses, relationships upon him so that when difficulty comes and all around us shakes and gives way, there is a people on the earth who are unshakable. There are a people that the world can look to and say, how are you still standing? And we can say, our foundation is Jesus Christ. Who he is, who he is, I love it, this is very simple. Who he is, what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's promised to do. That's my little way to remember it. Who he is, his nature, holy, compassionate, righteous, fiery, powerful, good, humble, a billion other adjectives. Who he is, what he's done, crucifixion, death, resurrection, ascension, What he's doing, he's still talking through his word, by his spirit, through his church. It's a relationship, family. And then what he's promised to do, which is to overthrow sin, hell, death, and darkness definitively once and for all and to establish God's reign and kingdom fully and to make new creation, new heavens, new earth. What who he is, what he's done, what he's doing, what he's promised to do. That's why we come to him every day. Three, six, that's God, what are you doing? I want to live in light of who you are, what you said. And then, goodness gracious, I want to live on the balls of my feet and what you promised yet to do. Come on, how many know he is promised and he is faithful? It's impossible for God to lie. He will fulfill his promise and his word. Amen. Stand to your feet. Maybe you're here today as we close. Amazing. It's been a good day. Just amazing. God is just moving. There's, it's exciting. But today you're like, Chatty, I want to build my life on Jesus. I'm just going to come right out and say it. My life is built, like Patty shared in her testimony, 28 years. I've built on shaky ground. I want to build my life on Jesus. It starts with that, that confession. I want to build on Jesus. I'm done building my own thing. I just wonder, is there anyone like that here this morning? You just raise your hand. Say, I want to build on Jesus. Amen. Currently, your your house is shaky. It's awesome, guys. God, I just thank you right now for transferring these sons and daughters who raised their hand from building lives on shaky ground and submitting to the builder, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of all, the King, the Master Builder. God, I just praise you for transferring these right now through faith from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus and his powerful love and light. Lord, I pray, wash sins away. Adopt all of these who've raised their hand into your family by the power of your Holy Spirit here this morning and establish them in your love. Hmm. Who would say today, Chatty, there was like 15, 20 hands, there was a lot of hands, but who would say today, Chatty, dude, I need to build those practices into coming to him. I got hands already flying. I, Chatty, I've been lazy. I'm not condemned, but I've been lazy. But I want to come to him, hear what he's saying, and I want to start practicing. Raise your hand. Like, I, that's me. I'm, I got three. I mean, inconsistency. You say, Chatty, I want, I want a covenant with my family today to say, you know what? This week's going to be better than last week. Come on, somebody. This week's going to be better than last week. 
And so, Lord, right now, I just pray grace that you would establish that coming to you, hearing you, and practicing what you're saying rhythm. I pray that those roots would grow deeper in my family today. That we would, every day, we would set an alarm. It doesn't matter. Set a, there's apps, there's reminders, there's friends, there's family. Lord, a reminder every day to come to you, to hear you, and then to practice it. God, I pray that these roots would grow deeper in my family, in my life, in our lives together. So that us together, we would be able to look at the house the Lord's building and we would say, what God has established and built, no man can dismantle or destroy. And so God, bless your body today.